Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever it is you are listening from. My name is Bev Chahonyo. This is my podcast, Beverly Speaks. Welcome to season three. Wow. (laughs) Season three. In these past 10 months, this podcast has given me a sense of belonging and come to mean so much to me, more than you would ever know. Season one was about discovering. I ventured out of my cocooned world to bring hope into a very dark time. I got got to know a lot of you through this podcast. And along the way, I shared my hopes, my dreams, and my aspirations. I took you along this journey and introduced you to the trauma of breaking a leg and the grief of burying my darling, darling daddy. Then came season two. And it was about surviving. We talked to Sydney, a cancer survivor, Beulah, a child amputee, Nathaniel, a single father and a survivor of divorce, Olivier, a genocide survivor, and Diana, an amazing woman who survived sexual abuse as a child. We then rounded off the season by hearing from two mothers, Crystal, the mother of Beulah, the child amputee, and my own beautiful, beautiful mother, on her story of watching her only beloved son, Sydney, survive cancer and then surviving the grief of losing her husband and best friend and helping her children and grandchildren through their own grief. If you haven't listened to season one and season two, if this is your first time joining our Beverly Speaks uh, family, you need to go back and listen. It'll just give you a sense of where we've come from And it will put a lot of perspective on some of the things you will hear in season three. Then came my big move from Nairobi to Rome. I did a couple of intro episodes into the move and the transition. Then I realized it was too huge a thing and I needed to take a break and settle down. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for reaching out to me. Uh, In settling down, in that season of settling down, I have had an angel walk with me through this. And so I thought it only appropriate and befitting to start season three with hearing her story. The theme of season three is evolution. How do you evolve from the challenges of life? What life has thrown at you and come out on top? How do you do it and come out smiling? Come out better, not bitter. How do you do it and still accord yourself the chance to be a good person, a kind person, and to lend a helping hand to other people. Today's guest is my friend, my colleague, and my sister from another mother. She has been the kindest soul to me as I settled down here in Rome. She's my shopping buddy, my travel and tour guide, my exploration buddy, and my Zurura buddy. For those who don't speak Swahili, that's like I don't even know if there's a way to translate it into English, but I guess it would be like going walkabout and just allowing your feet to lead and seeing which street you turn down and what adventures you take up. Um, Yeah, I think that's what Zurura is. I'd like to hear from my Swahili speakers how to translate Zurura. (laughs) So she's an expert in her field of diversity and inclusion. She's an HR professional. She's a daughter and a sister and an auntie, but most important of all, she is a mother to an amazing young lady. 
ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Beverly Speaks stage, Miss Mumbi Mbocha, and welcome her and hear her share her story with us, her story of evolution from who she was 20 years ago to who she is today. Welcome, Mumbi. We're so, so, so glad to have you. Gosh, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been indeed. We've been talking about this for how long? <sighs> Longer than I can remember, really. <laughs> the good thing is, I feel like this is the right time. This was when it was ordained to happen. So today is the day we are going to hear from you. I'm all ready. <laughs> how are you feeling? A bit anxious. Um, it's always difficult to speak your truth to the world, but at the same time, it's always enlightening to speak your truth to the world for people to know that they're not alone and, like you say, that they are enough and they are loved. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, don't be anxious, don't be nervous because I have heard your story and what everyone else is going to hear today is just a snippet, but it has encouraged me, it has motivated me, it has challenged me, it has impacted me, and I'm sure it's going to do that to everyone. So just relax and we're having a cup of coffee. All right, let's get started. <laughs> yes. So first of all, um, this is the first episode of season three. And we're doing it sitting in Mumbi's beautiful house in Rome. She has been such a support to me since I moved here. And um, we're going to center a lot on that. Uh, we're going to talk about her journey when she first moved here and some of the challenges she faced. But before I do that, let me ask you, Mumbi, what does courage look like to you? Bev, courage for me is really, I consider it walking in the dark with a blindfold and trusting the Lord's divine leading. I love that. Walking in the dark with a blindfold, but trusting the Lord's divine leading. So you keep walking, even though you don't know what's in front of you, what's around you. You don't, you have a sense of how far you've come, but you don't really know what's immediately behind you. But you trust that he who created you and began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it indeed and it's just putting one step in front of the other and knowing that you only need light for the next step oh i love that you only need light for the next step so you don't illuminate your past you don't dwell on the past you celebrate your successes you learn from your failures but you you shine a light on where you're going indeed ah, love that do you consider yourself to be a courageous person? Indeed, Bev, I do. It takes courage for me to live each and every day, in spite of some very deep and voiced challenges I wake up to, which I'll talk about someday. Mm. Okay. When you're ready, this will be your platform. You're welcome here. It is a safe space, and I would love to be the one to help you tell that story. I will, Bev. I'll remember that. <laughs> so, have you ever doubted yourself or doubted your own voice in your journey? Many times I must admit that I've doubted myself, but in those times I remind myself that those who never made mistakes never made anything. We have to lose sight of the shore to explore the ocean. Gosh, you're deep. 
<laughs> gosh we have to lose sight of the shore to explore the ocean and in your life in your experiences in your world has it ever been how hard has it been to to lose sight of the shore to let go of the unfamiliar oh gosh beb that um, that that is an encounter that has been my life many times not knowing what what action the actions i take what the little i've had to lose sight of the shore okay but i've done it with solid faith okay. that it doesn't matter as long as i'm here and i'm doing my life's purpose somehow things will unfold i don't have to know what lies ahead i just have to know who holds that ahead for me i like that okay and what gives you strength to keep going my ultimate faith in god mm-hmm. i know that i know that i know <laughs> he knows the plans he has for me yeah. and i know those plans are for good and not to harm me i tie that with what courage looks like i can trust in god even when my strength fails me i like that you know what i like about that i like the i know that i know that i know because sometimes you know but you're not sure and then sometimes you know that you know but you're kind of like but am i still walking in the right direction so that i know that i know that i know in my life i have found that every time i'm seeking clarification from god about a decision i find that he speaks to me in threes from three different directions three different experiences three people who are completely unrelated and may not even know what's going on in my life maybe it's somebody i see on tv and they confirm something that i've been hearing from god or sensing so i like that i know that i know that i know it speaks very deeply to me thank you for that and if i cannot bear you know i've just talked about knowing the plans that god has for me so jeremiah 29:11 has been the verse that <laughs> for me to know that i know that i know so any time that i'm in doubt this verse always appears and it started when i was like 8 years old mm-hmm. i went to my mom's friend's house and she told me open this bible and i opened the bible and she told me what do you see and i said for i know the plans i have for you she told me that will guide you for the rest of your life wow and this has been ever so true my daughter knows it my parent my mom knows it everybody that i know knows in fact the minute they see jeremiah 29:11 they'll say oh mommy that's for you so i hold that verse to be so true and it resonates with everything that has happened in my life i like that um so to be honest this journey that we've been on we've known each other a bit over 2 years and this journey that we've been on you have always reiterated that to me about any time we've been praying about a decision you've, you've brought that to my attention so thank you for living that my scripture which is very tied to this my life scripture is Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 be strong and courageous so when we're talking about courage every time i feel that i can't do it i'm not saying that i am not that i don't feel fear or that i don't feel anxiety which is a better word but i know for a fact that god needs me to move forward when that scripture drops in my heart so yeah um how does obedience play out in your journey and i know everyone is wondering about this journey and we're going to get there but how does obedience play out in your journey in your life not to toot my horn bev but i view myself as quite obedient If this is what I should be, I do it. Mm. The times I've disobeyed, I've paid a high price. 
some of the consequences of disobedience I'm still facing to date. Mm. So I do try to be as obedient as I can in my life's journey. And you so you say you've paid a high price. Do you live in regret? Living in regret is not going to help mm. because you can't go back and undo what has happened. Mm. So it's l- really living in the present and knowing that you are forgiven indeed. Mm. So once you know how to walk in forgiveness in, because you, Christ already paid the high price for us, then you don't regret. You just say, live with a scar knowing that this is a result of disobedience, but God loves me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like I said to somebody the other day that David was the apple of God's eye and God loved him so much and so unconditionally despite what he did. But even with that there were consequences to his actions. So the lineage of David remains kings to this day. However, the child uh that he birthed with with Bathsheba from sin had to die. It doesn't mean that God didn't love him, but it means that there were consequences that he had to live with. And you see that very much when when the child died, he stopped mourning. He got up, he he took a bath, he shaved his hair, his beard, and he ate. It was at that point you would have been thinking he's going to go deep into mourning, but that's when he said it's time to move on. So, thanks for sharing that. Um I'm going to kind of deviate a little bit. When did you get to So I found you here in Rome. You've been here how long? It's about it's going to be 4 years. I just started my fourth year here in Rome. Okay. And you're here with your daughter? Yes. I call her my bestie. She's become we've become very good friends and Indeed. she's she's an amazing amazing young lady who you have raised in the way of the Lord. So when we're talking about your journey and you know having to lose sight of the shore to explore the sea, How did you get here? I mean, how did you make the decision to move here with your daughter? Well, I was for a long time trying to get away out of the country, mm-hmm. out of Kenya. Out of Kenya, for sure, because my family lives in the states as you know. Mm-hmm. So, I was applying to these jobs in in New York like, you know, like crazy, maybe 100 applications I made. Mm. So I just prayed one day and I said Lord you know I really want to leave the country I've been doing my will of going to apply to New York well Lord would you have me go and after making praying that prayer I saw an application for a job here in Rome and I applied I applied to it and lo and behold I'm in London and I'm going through a coaching course and I get a call are you available for an interview and i'm like okay fine so i did the interview and i had prayed to god there's one thing that always happens towards my daughter's birthday i keep telling god by almas this birthday my daughter is alma by almas this birthday lord take us where you want us to be and this job that i have came actually 8 days to almas birthday Wow. So this was a complete confirmation that this is where the Lord would have us be mm-hmm. at this moment in time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh you might hear some background noise just understand that life happens and uh yeah, we will continue. So you moved here. How was it? How was that initial move? 
just getting up with your daughter leaving Kenya and coming here um it's just you and her how scary was that how challenging was that i must tell you tell you bev that upping and leaving my home country with a short term contract because that was a short term contract yeah i sold every single item in my house everything i owned i doubted that that decision right away but then i told myself if i never risk anything i'll never get anything in return no risk no reward so i got a hold of my fears i called every single school in rome every international school because most of the schools here as you know they speak italian so i had to get alma into an english school so i called every single school and i said i'm only going to leave the country once alma is has got in a school so that happened god just led us my daughter is as stubborn as can be she saw a school and decided mom this is the school i want to go to and that's the school she went to and that's the only school that accepted her so i just kind of feel sometimes you know we have to just trust the process mm. and trust the plan mm. and just keep walking no matter what is happening in our lives if we've already given our plans over to the one who holds our future we just keep walking and just keep doing things sometimes which look strange mm. feel strange mm. you know selling everything you have for a short term contract looked stupid to some Crazy. people. Crazy. People were like, "Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm just going to go anyway." Mm. Yes. So, first of all, let me correct you. As stubborn as can be, I'm going to say she's as stubborn as her mom because oh, really? uh, yes, yes, really. <laughs> and I'm sure she's laughing and giggling because I'm sure she can hear us recording or she'll listen to this later and she'll laugh. Secondly, I like the the, the thing that you said just go anyway. I like that even when people doubted, you did what you knew was right in your heart. And then I'm just going to make one correction lest people make an assumption. Alma is a brilliant girl. When Mumbi said that that's the only school that accepted her, it's because that's the only school that accepted her at the time because of the timing of the year and because that's exactly where God wanted her. So, let's just put that out there lest people open their mouths uh or <laughs> follow their thoughts down a bunny trail. Um so you said you questioned your decision initially. Have you ever made a decision that you doubted and then and how did you correct it? Well, the decisions that I've made in my life, I really um I don't go back to them to try and correct because the decision has already been made. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I live with whatever the consequences of that decision that I've made. Mm. And to be honest, many times I I kind of think through um you know cause and reaction so i'm always thinking if i do this what's going to happen mm. so many times i've i've uh, that that uh, thought process has led me to inaction okay. so that i don't make a wrong decision yeah but obviously i've made wrong decisions in my life but i view those as learning mm. so what can i do about them i've made the decision there's consequences for that decision i can't live in the past so i keep looking forward to the present mm. and the future mm. which i know is bright <laughs> very so there's a couple of things i'll take from that number one there's that saying that you know what if i fail and then somebody's the response is but honey what if you fly and you've made decisions and you've been able to fly secondly i heard 
somebody, I think it was Steve Harvey yesterday talking about people keep asking him, what's your plan B? And he says, I don't have a plan B because I don't expect to fail. I don't intend to fail. This is what's going to happen. So I like how uh, decisive you are as long as you've prayed about it and you know that God is before you and you lean on that scripture uh, and not on your own understanding uh, that he has good plans for you. Then you fly and you fly. There's no failing because if God be true, then all men will be called liars. So indeed, kudos for your courage. Um, so I arrived here a few months ago. What triggered you to show me such kindness? I mean, we have built a friendship over the past couple of years, but you have been, let me tell you guys, this, this girl has been absolutely, she's been a godsend and an answer to many prayers that I didn't even know I was praying. I arrived in a country where I do not speak the language. I am taking lessons and we are getting there, but I have not lacked for anything. I have not searched or looked for anything because she's been there every step on the way, of the way. So what triggered you to show me such kindness? And I've seen you showing it to other people as well. You know, Bev, every single day as we walk through life, I live by this one rule. Have I left that conversation, that person, feeling better about themselves? Not pandering to people to get anything, but just caring deeply about people. And for you, I long to be shown kindness, but that did not happen to me. I have felt very alone and deserted many times in my life. This never appears to be as so as everyone thinks I'm an extrovert. I thus choose to give what I have often not gotten. So to answer why I showed you kindness, I think that's what I expect of myself. That first of all, I have to, I expect people to show me kindness. That may not happen, but I expect this of myself. And that's the rule I live by. No matter whom I interact with, I always ask, did I leave that person feeling better about themselves? Even if I'm correcting them or whatever it is, mm. I just want them to live feeling better about themselves. Mm. So I was, I mean, that's an obligation. I must show you kindness. Mm. I must show whoever I encounter kindness. So that's just a rule I live by and something that I take as I walk through life's journey. I like that. How hard was your was was your journey settling in here? You said you felt alone many times. So you're here and it's you and your daughter and she's looking to you for everything. It's a new country. It's heading into winter at the time. How hard was that settling in? How hard was that period? I must tell you that was like some of the hardest days in my life. First of all, as you know, since we've been driving around, you see where our office is. It's far, guys. It's far. We live far. And where we live. <laughs> yeah. And we chose to live here. Well, you chose to live here because of Alma's school. Indeed. And I chose to live here because of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was really difficult. Um, first of all, that commute to yeah. the office. Yeah. So, I'm here. I'm new. No one's guiding me. No one's telling me how to go around. So the first day when I went to work, I went in a cab. That was like 50 euros. Oh so Lord. in terms of, if at all you're listening from our home country of Kenya, that's like six, 7,000 shillings. One way. One way. So I was like, there's no way I'm going back home in a taxi. Trying to get my way back home, nobody knew in the office how I should get home. 
So that took me another three hours to get home. So that was the initial welcome to Rome. It was so crazy because that was at the, in the summer. So it was like really hot, over 35 degrees. So trying to just, you know, acclimatize to the heat of summer. Yeah. You don't know how you're getting home. No one really knows. Everyone is asking you, how can you leave that far? Didn't anyone tell you? And I mean, it was really difficult to settle. Mm. And I remember one day just breaking down into tears because I was trying to get home. I had a teleconference. I had to have this call. I got into, a, I waited for a bus for two and a half hours. It finally did come. A few minutes down the line, it broke down. I just began to cry. I was like, what is this that I've gotten myself into? Yeah. There isn't anyone whom I can speak to, to be honest. I, I, I'm very... Um, You're actually very introverted. You're very guarded. I am indeed. And that's why, as you know, the only two friends I have is you and Magnifique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So We need to work on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I really value friendships that are real yeah. and genuine. People, yeah. I have many friends. I have many acquaintances, let's say, but I have very few friends. Mm. And I choose it that way because I've trusted people. They've let me down, but... It's just something that I may need to work on, but I'm happy with the true friends that I have. Because yeah. for me, being genuine is is what that is what matters. Yeah, yeah. So you you have a problem getting around. You have a problem with the language. Just finding places here. Um, how long did it take you to fully settle? Do you think? <laughs> I'm still settling down. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, together. yeah, I still live in a serviced apartment, so you can imagine, right? Yes. That's not much of settling. No. But I absolutely love it. There, there's something that just happened. One day I was just walking, and I just felt this peace that just surpasses all understanding. Mm. And it was very clear, Mumbi, you're where you're supposed to be. Mm. And from that day, I just, you know, I just take life as it comes. And God has been indeed faithful. Mm. So as you know, recently I was able to get a car. That makes life... That was a prayer point, guys. That was such a prayer point. And before I got here, Mumbi was like, by the time you get here. And by the way, I landed and voila. So I'm not struggling the way she struggled. Because this chick has become my chauffeur. So I'll be driving her around soon. But she's been so good to me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, many times I think people can, can may not understand what it means to just have that car. You know, you might think, people might think it's a luxury item. But to be honest, here in Rome, especially during the summers and winters, it's no luxury. And it's really an answered prayer, as Bev has said. Okay. Alrighty. Um, if you knew what you were walking into, in hindsight, would you have made a different decision? Would you have stayed in Kenya? Absolutely not. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely not. I believe, like I've just said, that I am exactly where I am supposed to be, no question about it. Mm -hmm. When you've prayed and asked God, let your will be done, and you find yourself wherever you are, you have to trust wholeheartedly in his plan. <laughs> you know why I absolutely would do this again? Why? When I changed my prayer to let your will be done, mm -hmm. I saw this job, as I mentioned, applied and got selected. 
I had never thought even remotely of living in the eternal city Rome <laughs> Italy never ever ever I had been to Italy before but never had it occurred to me that this is the place of blessing yeah 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 so I would absolutely do it all over again yeah yes and you prayed a prayer you actually had put it on social media years back and you said something about this land will be good to me tell me about that Oh yeah, I mean, I prophesied to the land before I I came. Yes. And in fact, no, it wasn't even a prophecy. I said, "Rome, Italy, you are commanded to be good to me." Yeah. To be good to me and Alma. Yeah. And trust me, this ground has absolutely no choice <laughs> but to be good to me and Alma, and it has been. And it has been very good to me. Thanks to you. well, thanks to God, obviously, and for connecting us. But also thanks to you, just for showing me such kindness. And we continue to try and do that. We've kind of shown a couple of people some kindness, and we will continue to do that. Um, did you ever have to hide your? Well, I think I know the answer to this, but how do you shield your child from your fears? Well, I just uh, try to be well, I'm called the eternal optimist. You so, so are, my gosh. Yeah, so sometimes even if I have the fears, I'm not going to voice those fears to her. Mm-hmm. I want to her to grow up knowing that she can be whatever she wants to be and fear shouldn't stop her. Mm-hmm. And actually how I encounter that fear is through faith. Mm-hmm. Fear we've been told is false evidence appearing real. So I counter the fears I have, the fear of anything with faith. Mm. And actually, this is so it's it's so I mean, it's amazing you're asking me this question because her name is Imani. Yes. And Imani for those of you who are listening from other places in the world, it means faith, faith. in Swahili. Mm. So I counter the fears with faith. Yeah. Okay. What's the one thing you learned from your mother, whom I love, I have grown to love. She's such a cool chick that has molded you into the woman you are today. Well, my mom bless her. My mother always taught me there's a time for everything. Mm. Do not rush life's events mm. and most importantly, resilience. Mm. My mom is one of the most resilient people that you will ever meet yeah. in your life. She says you must keep moving even when the situation in your life is grim. And we saw that because she brought up four of us single-handedly. Mm. And that takes some grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you come from a line of strong women and you are raising a strong woman. Uh, and we'll get to life lessons to arm. Um, actually, that's where we are right now. What's the one thing you want to pass on to your daughter to mold her into who she must grow to be tomorrow, who she was created to be? Bev, the one thing and the main thing is faith in God. Mm. I want her to live up to her name mm. that we do not have to see a way to believe there is a way mm. it is so it's for my daughter to trust the lord who made something out of nothing yeah and he is not out of creation power yeah so one thing i want for my daughter is that she will live and she will have unshakable faith yeah she has seen faith come alive in our lives Actually one of her names as I mentioned is Imani so you can imagine how faith is important in our journey. Yeah. Something something interesting I must say I always have faith and remember telling her babe by your 12th birthday 
God will take us where he wants us to be and you know what eight days to her 12th birthday as i mentioned earlier this job came came through yeah this has happened in all my three past jobs mm-hmm. i tell her i have faith by your birthday for this god will take us wherever he wants us to be so what i the legacy i want is faith mm-hmm. that my daughter will say my mother taught me to have faith yeah so if if that's one thing she can learn you know faith can take her through everything that will come because life will happen yeah and life does happen yeah so faith is what i want her to have mm-hmm. and you see like the bible tells us that um when we think about faith is the things hoped for the things not even seen yep so yep. if i have faith you know like you know we we don't understand how how faith actually fuels our and drives our lives when you get into an airplane you don't ha- you don't try and uh, go to Take the cockpit <laughs> to see if there's a pilot there right yes. you just believe that you have faith even if you don't know it whether you like it or not that there is a pilot there and he's going to get us and he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he's going to get us to where where he where we're supposed to be going yeah so for me faith that you know hoping of things and evidence of things not seen mm-hmm. i want my daughter to have faith because that will take her through whatever challenges life may bring her and whatever uh, she may face in her life if she has faith she'll be able to do everything that she really loves to do and you've seen her creativity she's so creative she's brilliant yes she's the most amazing child one can ever have i'm not saying that because she's mine but she is truly truly a gem she is such a sweetheart and she's extremely brilliant very creative as well so yeah i second that um tell us about your relationship with her just you and her how do you relate i know having now been in your lives these past few months but tell us about your relationship with her as you've said bev you're the one person who has seen the real us at home <laughs> as you know she's an only child i love her to bits yeah. i i have also to balance and be firm mm. as she she easily melts my heart but again i don't want her to grow up thinking that you know she can get everything she wants from life mm. so i have to have i have to ground her in reality of life mm. well i love discipline children so you can bet discipline was <laughs> and still is a big part of her up- upbringing yeah you have that look that sh- that silences her exactly. in a second <laughs> yes 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 discipline is so important and i live by this verse that in proverbs that says train up a child in the way that they should go and, and when, when they are they old mm-hmm. they are not going to depart so that is what i want to do basically you know these kids god gives us we are stewards you're a custodian you we were are, talking about that yesterday exactly so you cannot imagine that um, you know you, you will be responsible for the outcome so i i view this parent gift the gift of parenthood that I've been given as very important mm. because how my child grows up is going to inform the generations to come yes so for me I have to really be a good custodian of this gift that God has given me mm. so she's now 15 as you know and uh, she's 15 the, going on 80 I know 
but you know she's the gentlest caring soul i mean i'm really so glad she's turned out to be such a great little lady yeah she is she's going to places she's going to leave a mark in her generation for that sure. one i have absolutely no doubt yeah yeah okay um what are you passionate about what am i passionate about yeah Oh, babe, she's given me a look because I'm opening her up. I'm peeling back the layers. <laughs> yeah, um well, I'm I'm really passionate about truth, about justice and about people being their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. So, for me, authenticity and integrity are two values that I am passionate about and that you live by. And I come to know. I live by those two and I try my very best to have integrity and th- especially integrity and authenticity as I've mentioned and integrity is one thing I taught my child from when she was little mm. I told her integrity is who you are when no one is watching yeah so even in my own private life in my own secret place I haven't always succeeded but I try very much to ask myself this question what I'm doing now in private if it came out in public what would people be thinking about mm. and you know it's not i'm not being self righteous or anything but to be honest i try as much as i can to walk in integrity yeah it's often hard but this is something i keep challenging myself yeah. that i need to walk in integrity and authenticity yeah. so when i encounter people who are not authentic and who are who don't have integrity it's a big problem for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So let me tell um our audience a little story. We went out zururaing or I don't know how do you translate that into English? Manga mangaing. That's still the not English. That's not English, man. <laughs> you know, just walking around, wandering went, around the internal city. Yes. Um and it was Black Friday so there were sales. It was the Saturday after, right? Yeah. And we went to um a very well-known brand store and they had amazing sales. We got a couple of things and we left. We got home and little lady here realized that one item that we had purchased hadn't actually been charged. This was 2 weeks back. I'm not talking about years ago, 2 weeks back. And she's like we have to go and pay for this item. Now we've walked away. It's not like we stole it. We took it to the counter. Everything was bagged for us. We were given receipts and we walked out. It hadn't been charged. So of the four items, three were charged and one wasn't. The whole of last of the week, the following week, she tried calling this store and they didn't pick up the phone. So last Saturday, she got up, took the train to the center as we call it, walked into the store and said, "I'm here to pay for this item." Do you know how shocked they were? Like when she's talking about she walks in integrity, she didn't have to. Like who would have known i'm pretty sure they must have noticed at the store at some point but who would have looked for her nobody and she walked in and you know what they told her they told her they they charged her for it gave her an extra discount on it and then they said pick anything in the store that you want 50% off that's the reward of integrity so thank you for walking in that integrity and what it taught me as i was having a conversation with alma after she's like my mom is truly authentic like she really looks up to you because you don't just uh talk the talk you walk the walk so you are instilling that in her and thank you for that thank you bev i mean um that's obviously a deeply touching story and as you know it bothered me the whole week this chick couldn't sleep she was just tossing and turning yeah yeah you know sometimes 
you know and for the audience that you're listening you know sometimes we don't want to miss out on heaven for example because of small things that we did yeah we have to mind the little foxes yeah so it's so critical and and you know that was a true test yeah right yeah. You, you know when whenever you say something that this is how i live my life trust me a test is coming yes to to check whether That's that is who you are how you live your life exactly so i mean and you see the reward like bev has said was take anything you want for 50% off but again also not taking advantage but just knowing that there is indeed a reward for you walking in the value that you hold yourself against yeah yours may be whatever it is but whatever value there is value in walking in the value that you value yeah if, yeah if i can be say a little tongue twister <laughs> yeah all right um what dreams and aspirations do you have that are yet unachieved those are quite a number <laughs> the number one dream that hasn't been achieved is i used to write a lot mm-hmm. just like you i mean i want to pen down my thoughts so there's a book that i need to write mm-hmm. that book is called the unopened the journey to the unopened tomorrows Okay. This this I'm hearing from for the first time as well. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable. So keep going, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll show you. I mean, it, it has a start, it has a preface. Mm-hmm. So this book called The Journey to the Unopened Tomorrows, look out for it one day. Okay. That is one dream that I haven't accomplished that okay. I hope I will. No, no, no. Hope hope so I I Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. You know, you knew I was coming to that, right? So, we're going to have a plan, guys, and you're going to hold us accountable in a year. We're going to have this done because unless God has said now is not the time, what we are doing right now Mumbi is procrastinating and saying watch this space. Or watch this space is not a strategy. So, we're going to pen down a strategy and we're going to get it done, okay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Good job. Um so that's one of them. Are there any others you want to share? Um maybe not at this time but okay. yeah but, well when i look at my career my dream is to retire as a director okay and that's not too long from now okay. my goodness we are growing older i know me i'm not okay <laughs> then we are growing young <laughs> yeah that yeah don't worry we Eternally look we look we look 18 <laughs> there you, you know, go but sometimes i act 18 yeah yeah so any especially when bev is with alma they are just like two little kids anyhow <laughs> she's a cool kid i said she's 15 going on 80 so i'm the one who is youthful <laughs> yeah anyway i'm we are youthful my daughter tells me mom you don't even have a single wrinkle and i'm like yeah black don't cry Black, right? black, yeah but also we invest in our skin girl yeah we do <laughs> anyway so coming back to what my dream is um i am this is not even a dream i am going to accomplish it with the help of god mm-hmm. i'm going to retire one day mm-hmm. in a director position mm-hmm. with one of the united nations organizations mm-hmm. okay yes all right it is written and scripted here today okay. that that will happen Okay. Yeah. So looking at some of the others that we're not even going to mention, what holds you back from achieving them? What holds me back is uh sometimes procrastination as you've said, mm-hmm. you know, you've said that um you know like my journey to the unopened tomorrow mm-hmm. is uh, procrastination. Mm-hmm. What holds me back sometimes is also fear that I may not have the skills, the talent, the the know-how, the connections and you 
know, to take me to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I always look back and say, you know, he who has brought me to it will take me through, through it. it. So I, I mean, I, I always ca- try to counter the fears mm. with faith. That's all. I, that's what I have to always fall back on. Okay. So yeah, there are many unvoiced uh, fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I may not talk about today, but all I know is that. I am able to confront that fear with faith. Okay. I always remind myself these things that will always remain faith, hope, hope and, and love. love. Yeah. Uh, and and there's the other scripture that says uh, for without faith it is impossible to please God. Yeah. So keep walking in that faith. All right, so we're winding down. Mumbi in 20 years, who do you hope she will be? She will be someone who will have lived her life will have had no regrets going forward, will have watched beautiful sunrises and sunsets, mm. will have watched her daughter graduate top of her class in architecture. Yes, ma'am. Will have been where she wants to be, visited places, seen things, endured whatever life may bring, and come out not broken on the other side mm. of life. Mm. So I, I really am optimistic about the future because I know who holds it mm. once more. So I just, you know, place all those dreams, aspirations, goals into the hands of my father mm. who is able to bring all these things to fruition. Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, Mumbi 20 years ago, what do you want to tell her? Mumbi 20 years ago, I would want to have told her to just remember obedience Mm. obedience lack of it disobedience has a high price Mm. so the one thing i would tell mombi 20 years ago is be obedient Mm. listen to that still small voice Mm. because many times if we don't listen something goes really wrong and we don't have the you know, we are not able to correct that. Mm. But thankfully, we always know where our true north points and yeah. we always get back to it. Yeah. So I would tell Mumbi, be obedient. Okay. Yeah. That is our last question. I just want to say something before we sign off. You have been such a pillar of strength for me uh, in coming here and I truly value this relationship, truly. You value loyalty and I see it. You walk in integrity and I see it. Um, you're so hardworking and so committed. Um, very disciplined as well. And I want to commend you. And I want to I want to cheer you on. Because I think sometimes you forget you. You're so busy taking care of everybody else. So busy showing kindness to the world that you forget yourself. And the one thing I would tell you is, and I've been telling you since I got here, take the time to take care of Mumbi so that you can then take care of Alma and take care of your mom and give to others as well. So remember that even when I'm not here, you will listen to my voice and you will hear it even when we're not together. Um, And then also just, yeah, your journey has been one of such, um, it challenges me, but it also encourages me. So thank you for sharing your life with me and sharing your story with my audience. Thank you for being the number one guest in season three. Season three, um, as I said before, it's about the evolution. So um, you have evolved 
in the years since you had her you've evolved in the in your career you've evolved in where you are now and who you are and i can't wait to see mombi 20 30 40 50 years from today who she will be and what she will have achieved your passion for uh for women your passion for justice and equality uh your your passion for telling your truth um your passion for god it truly 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 um forms the amazing person that you are so thank you for thank being you and thank you so much beth for giving me this opportunity behold a new dawn for like beverly speaks yes so this is going to be an amazing amazing next third season yes. of beverly speaks you are loved you are enough awesome so you've just taken us to the last bit which you are signing off you're telling us your mumbi i don't know how to even define you you're a mother you're a wife you are you're a champion in my eyes you are loved i am loved and i'm enough so go 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 you know the drill because you've been listening to the podcast you are loved and you are enough that's for all of you guys everywhere thank you for listening this is bev and mumbi tuning out god bless you you are loved and you are enough ciao So, there you have it ladies and gentlemen. So many beautiful lessons in Mumbi's story. I'm sure most of us have found ourselves in a dark place, isolated and even a little scared in the past in a season like that. I want to hear from you. What lessons did you learn about yourselves in that season and as you evolved into who you are today? What message do you have for your younger self? What message do you have for your future self? <laughs> what values do you live by? How about we write it out in a letter to ourselves? We'll keep it away and visit it in a year to see how we have grown. If you're good, if you're very very good, and if I hear from enough of you, I might just share my letter to myself sometime really soon. You tell me if you want to hear this. And finally a challenge for this season and maybe even for the rest of our lives. Let's practice paying kindness forward. Not because we received it, but maybe because we did not. Sometimes because we received it, let's practice paying it forward. Can you do that? Not just during Christmas, not just because it's the festive season, but just moving forward in life. Can you pay kindness forward in the interim? I want to remind you now. Remember now and remember always that you are loved and you are enough. This is Bev Chahonyo signing off. Thank you.